Hello again, Hope family. Thank you for joining us today here on Hope Daily. And we are going to get to Psalm 30 today as we continue taking a look at the Psalms. Uh, the, the title of this Psalm is A Psalm of David, A Song at the Dedication of the Temple. What we're going to look at in this Psalm is how God is an overwhelmingly gracious God. I think this could have a real encouragement for you today. It certainly is something that we should know be convinced of and hold on to about the God that we worship and the God that we serve. So this psalm is written, and, and the NIV says a song at the dedication of the temple. It really is about a dedication in Hebrew. It's about dedication of the house or the house of David. And the sense there is we're not exactly sure of what house we're talking about here. Uh, is it when David built his, his castle, his palace? Probably not. That's probably not what David is talking about in this psalm. Uh, some have projected it like he wrote it into anticipation of when Solomon would build the temple, and that's possible. But I think it fits really well with David bringing the house of God to Jerusalem and the stories that surround that, and, and especially the story of how his wife made fun of him, how uh, Michael made fun of him as he came into Jerusalem dancing before the Lord, because it begins... Uh, in Psalm 30, verse 1, I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up. You have not let my foes rejoice over me. So it's, there's this decisive and, and almost defiant, I will extol you, O Lord. And the sense of what's, what David is writing here has a, a, a negative connotation around it. Like you get this feeling that David is in trouble or things that have been uh, challenging for him. So he says, I will, I will extol you for you have lifted me up, drawn me up. You have not let my foes rejoice over me. Oh Lord, my God, I cried to you for help and you have healed me. You have brought my soul from Sheol. Sheol is the word in the Old Testament for grave or death. You have brought my soul up from Sheol. You have restored me to life from among those who go down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you his saints, and give thanks to his holy name. So David is talking really about the goodness of God, about how gracious God is. And some kind of attack or some kind of challenge has come into David's life, and it was a death feeling. It was, you have brought my soul up from Sheol and restored me from life, restored me to life from among those who go down to the pit. It's as though David says, you brought me back to life. And as you go further into the psalm here, what you realize is that David believes that the reason he was in trouble is because he blew it somewhere. Because he had uh, verse 6, As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. But your favor, O Lord, by your favor, O Lord, you made my mountain stand strong. You hid your face and I was dismayed. So David says, I thought I was keeping myself strong. I thought I had accomplished that. I thought I was secure because of all the power that I had. But then I realized it was you who made the mountain. It was you who made it stand firm, not me. And when you hid your face from me, my life fell apart. God showed David that his position and his power and his security were not a result of David's strength or David's ideas. They were a result of God's grace and God's mercy in David's life. And so I think that as we read a psalm like that, you can be like, well, David is trying to get back on God's good side. But that's not exactly what this psalm is. This psalm is about recognizing how gracious our God is. And I think for us, this is very practical in our lives. Do we recognize how gracious God is? 
talks about how God gives us what we don't deserve in grace and how God doesn't give us what we do deserve in mercy. God pours out good in our lives and, and life eternal and hope and peace. And God doesn't pour out the judgment and the justice that we deserve in our lives, the, the, the recompense or the, the wages of our sins, so to speak. God is a gracious and good God. We need to hold on to that idea in our minds. We need to be convinced of who our God is because what we learn through scripture is that God is a God who judges. He is a righteous judge. He sees all of the bad that is done in this world and he will bring it to account. He has the right to judge in every and any way that he wants to. I know that that is sometimes repulsive to us, that God is a God who can judge and bring horror upon people for their sin. And yet God has the right to do that. But the arc of the story of scripture is not about a God who is really mad and stomping around and just waiting for a chance to, to really give it to people what they deserve. Instead, the story of the word of God is a God who would rather find a way to pour out mercy and grace on people. For those who are his saints, as David calls them in the psalm, they can rely on the mercy and the grace of God. That God has found a way to give mercy and grace instead of what we deserve. God has given us good in return for our bad. And the, the famous words from Psalm 30, the words that you might recognize, uh, verse 5 and verse 11, these are words that, that really poetically wrap up this idea, in, in, encapsulate this idea of the goodness of God, how it is the overwhelming characteristic of our Creator. Verse 5, For His anger is but for a moment, and His favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. This is how good and how gracious our God is to us. There may be times where we face some fallout of our sin, some failing of our own that, that brought a harvest into our life that we wish hadn't shown up. But David says, because we are his, because we've put our faith in him and we've become his children, his anger lasts but a moment, but his favor lasts for our life. Weeping, we may have a night of weeping, but joy comes in the morning. Weeping is always followed for a believer by joy. And no matter how long that weeping is here on earth, it is just like going through a night of sadness. And then we know that joy is coming. Verse 11, you have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have loosed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. He takes the misery that we deserve, that we have made for ourselves, and he exchanges it for joy and gladness. He takes the grief that would be the, the natural fallout from the way that we have lived and the things that we have chosen to do, and he exchanges it for life and peace and hope. This is the goodness and the grace, graciousness of our God. For we who are his people, this is what we must remember about him. It is what inspires us and drives us to tell others who do not yet know him as this good and gracious God, how gracious and merciful he wants to be to them. He will not force it on them and he will not force his goodness and grace on us, but he offers it freely and he offers it because he loves to offer it. 
He loves to take the messes that we have made in our lives and redeem them and heal them. He loves to bring us up out of the pit, to rescue us from death, to bring us back to life. That is what our Creator loves to do for us. That is how gracious and merciful He is. So this day, let us live convinced that our God is full of grace and mercy that his loving kindness knows no end, and that goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Let us live like our God is unfailingly good, and then let us share that unfailingly good God with those who yet need to know him.